We present I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue, the antidote to panel games. Administering it are Barry Cryer, Graham Garden, Bill Oddie, and Tim Brooke Taylor. At the piano is Dave Lee, and in the chair, Humphrey Littleton. Hello again. Well, we'll go straight now into the first round uh, with the wit with which this programme is renowned. This round is called Words of One Song to Tune of Another. And we're going to start with you, Graham and Barry. And we want you to sing the words of the Eton boating song to the tune of Blue Suede Shoes. Dave Lee? Well, according to the audience applause, you have a slight lead over Tim and Bill on that one. Now, Tim and Bill, your chance to come back with uh, the words of What a Mouth to the tune of Some Enchanted Evening. <laughs> Jimmy Beams would be a handsome feller if he had another Bill, on artistic expression, you uh, fought ahead there with two points. That makes you eight at the moment, and Barry and Graham, you're six. Right, now on to the next round. 
And uh, this is where I introduce a round that's played at the end of the programme in order to give the teams time to think of silly names for people arriving at the sportsman's ball. Make a note of that team, please. Mr. Early, Mrs. Tim. Strap, I want to do that one. No, no, no. no. Later, later. <laughs> On now to the next version. <laughs> You're not invited. It. <laughs> it won't keep, Tim. It won't keep. <laughs> it won't keep. <laughs> right, you've lost a mark for that. But you have, <laughs> of course. No. We have a, uh, a round now called Adlib Poem. Members right, of each team are going to make up a poem. Each team member must keep going until I press the buzzer, and then a member of the other team must take over. This goes on until uh, we reach some kind of artistic conclusion or until I get fed up with it. Graham, you, will you start this one? Your first line of the poem is this. But soft, who looms o'er yonder swamp, o'er yonder noisome bog? <laughs> Good grief, it can't be. Yes, it is. It is a tiny frog. <laughs> Good morning, frog, I cried. Good day. Hello, the frog replied. I said, what do you hear? He said... <laughs> I thought you lied. He said, I thought you lied, he said. <laughs> for reasons which become clear. He said, you are a prince, I think, and may I call you dear. <laughs> Just at this moment on the scene, there came a comely lass. Her name was Florence to her friends. <laughs> she was known as Crass. But to her enemies, uh, and were many of these go on, son. there were, she was known as something else. <laughs> A form of crass distinction, that. Uh, but Wendy was her name. <laughs> Wendy was her name. Uh, I'm with else. You noticed that, did you? Yes. You are a comely frog. What? <laughs> Pardon? A Can comely I have my frog. Life? We were a happy frog. Comely frog. You are a comely oh, you frog. are a comely frog, frog he said. And I know much about frogs. <laughs> I know a lot about sheep as well. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to uh, give the mark <laughs> on this occasion to Barry and Graham because uh, the other team metaphor. lost the rhyme a bit there, but it's their turn to start now. The opening line, Bill, for your poem is, Upon the lake I skated, gosh... The surface was like glass. <laughs> I'll give you that once again. Upon the lake I skated, gosh, the surface was like glass. Upon the lake I skated, gosh, the surface was like glass. <laughs> but then, alas, I did fall over. And someone else did pass me by that moment as he skated on the lake. And so I thought, oh, what a shame. The ice begins to break. <laughs> boom, boom. And though the ice was breaking, I hurried to the side. And there... I found a maiden. <laughs> and on her side she lied. <laughs> One lay, as some people prefer to say, in this day and age, they say. <laughs> For I have changed the rhyming time and sky and... And gone away. <laughs> uh, Bill and Tim, I think we'll give you the, the, the mark yes. for that one. And hand over the first line to Barry. Barry, this is your first line. It wasn't me. It, it wasn't me. I promise. Cross my heart. <laughs> Do you want it again? Yes, please. I'm getting it wasn't scanning. me. It wasn't me. I promise. Cross my heart.
It wasn't me, I cried again, who stole the custard tart. <laughs> it was some other felon or some other vile footpad. It wasn't me who stole it. It was another naughty lad. <laughs> the naughty lad, his name was Jack. He lived upon the hill. <laughs> it won't come as a great surprise that his wife's name was Alice. <laughs> now other people called her Jill. That wasn't really her name. <laughs> and although Jack did beat her, I think the bill, uh, in all conscience, has just lost the meter. But anyway, upon this hill... Yes, both, I'm going to end oh. it. I'll give you a mark there, Graham, for bringing that one to a close. Thank you very much. <laughs> one mark and my gra deep gratitude. Tim, your first line is this one, if you listen carefully. Yes. De-dum, de-dum, I hummed along. De-dum, de-dum, de-dum. De-dum, 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 de-dum. De-dum, de-dum, de-dum. <laughs> Didum de dum de dum de dee. Didum de dum de dee. Didum de dum de dum de da. Didum de dum. He he. I kept the poem going for as long as I could last. I rhymed it long, I rhymed it short, I rhymed. I rhymed it all blast. Right. And so. Yes. That's level pegging for that round. Very good. Very good. And we go on to the next round, which is the uh, intellectual part of the programme. Uh, this is the game of I Spy. It's called I Spy, I Spy in One. The partner has to guess what his partner is spying with his little eye in one guess. If you get four in a row, it gains you a point. We'll start at uh, this time with you, Tim Brooke Taylor. I Spy with my little eye, something beginning with H. Thank you. Right. <laughs> I Spy... With my little eye, something beginning with M. Mustard. Yes. <laughs> Objection. That's two. Yes. I spy with my little eye, something beginning with O. Ostrich. Right. <laughs> Bill. I spy with my little eye, something beginning with T. Table. Right. And you get your mark. Yes. Thank you very Barry. much. Barry. I spy with my little eye, something beginning with H. Humphrey Littleton. Correct. I spy with my little eye something beginning with P. Piano. Right. <laughs> I spy with my little eye something beginning with A. Audience. Now, Correct. can they get the fourth one in a row? I spy with my little eye something beginning with F. Don't help them in the audience. <laughs> Fu Manchu. Right. Oh, <laughs> prove it. Prove it. Yeah. Well, uh, we have a round now which is called Garble. And for this oh, round, I'm going to give each team a situation to improvise, but the improvisation must be in garbled language. No recognisable words at all. Uh, we're going to start now with so Bill and new? Tim. <laughs> no words at all. You get uh, docked one point every time you use a recognisable word, or one that I can recognise anyway. Bill and Tim, your situation is this. An English milord selling his wife to an Arab sultan. Uh, I'll do the milord and his wife. <laughs> oh, his wife's there. <coughs> oh, dear. Uh, ready? Yes. Yes. Oh, 
I'm going to ask the audience to uh, show approval by their applause and we'll judge on the audience applause before I take the marks off. <laughs> I'll award ten marks for that, but we have oh. one or two marks uh, uh, taken off because Bilotti said no twice, one, two, three, uh, Tim three, said three, great three one time three. each, and several Arabic words, <laughs> uh, which are in, inadmissible. So that's a, a total, really, of two. And I'm going to ask, <laughs> going to ask uh, you, Barry oh. and Graham to improvise on your subject, on your situation, which is a North Country scrap dealer making an offer for the Eiffel Tower. Audience. Well, you get nine for your applause, <laughs> and uh, there were one or two gnaws there uh, from you, Barry. Yes, so that, gnaws, uh, yes. that brings you down to three, and the total score at the moment is <coughs> 11 for Barry and Graham, eight and a half for Bill and Tim. So there's plenty of time, Bill and Tim, Thank for you, you to catch up. Thank you. Thank you. I no now we bring Dave Lee into the act once again because we have the Calypso round. This is the round when each team has to improvise a Calypso with the members of each team taking alternate lines and the opposing team will give you the subject for your Calypsos. So, Bill and Tim, will you give Barry and Graham their subject for a Calypso, please? The uh, Clockwork Orange. The subject for your Calypso is the Clockwork Orange... The Clockwork Orange Calypso, sung by... It's the one word you can't rhyme with, Orange. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Oh, wait a minute. Keep going, Dave. Keep going. Oh, ree ba ree ba. One more, Dave. <laughs> uh, the, the Clockwork Orange is a very fine flick. <laughs> <laughs> That's better than Orange. <laughs> Not much. And it was made by Stanley Kubrick. <laughs> uh, f f f furthermore, it was written by Mr. Anthony Burgess. 
Yes, three marks. And now, Barry and Graham, what's your subject for Bill and Tim? Graham, you going to tell them? I'll tell them, yes. You tell them. Your subject is the Radio Times. <laughs> radio Times. The Radio Times. It's not funny. This morning I was reading the Radio Times. I can't think of any word with which that rhymes. It is. Uh, the Radio Times is boring, uh, but that don't matter at all. <laughs> you can hang it from a string on your lavatory. <laughs> I give you one mark uh, ahead of the others there, Tim. Smart. Give you four marks for inventiveness <laughs> and, and accuracy. Right. Now, the next round is called What's in a Word? I'm oh going to give God. each of you a word culled. Pardon? Culled. Pardon? Culled. From the recesses, as that one was, of the Oxford English Dictionary. And I want you to define it. Barry, I'm going to start with you. Your word is goluptious. Pardon? <laughs> Goluptious. G O L U P. Yeah. T I O U S. Goluptious. Oh. Starting with the easy ones. Um, <laughs> Goluptious uh, is uh, is not in, in fact uh, what uh, ventriloquists say when they mean voluptuous. <laughs> um, that theory is a load of bloody rubbish. Um, <laughs> Goluptious is very simple. It's in two parts. It is a compound of um, uh, galosh. Uh, in the singular, as in uh, Long John Silver, and um, voluptuous, uh, voluptuous. It was in fact coined, Humphrey, you may not know this, by uh, the Duke of Wellington, mm -hmm. the inventor of the sandwich, um, <laughs> as opposed to the Earl of Cardigan, who invented the Wellington. And in fact, in the Duke of Wellington's diary, there is in fact a, a page which states that uh, I showed uh, my friend Lady Lovett the <laughs> voluptuous, and she gave a cry of delight and sprang to her foot. Uh, so it is, in fact, uh, a voluptuous galosh, the original kinky boot. <laughs> yes, I'll, I'll give you that. What I've actually got here is luscious. No, no. no. Uh, Bill Oddy, your word is fub. <laughs> Would be, actually. <laughs> That's a good description. <laughs> of course. Yes, it's a very old word, actually. In fact, it... Um... It's a restoration word, restoration word, and you remember in restoration times that, in fact, all the S's were written as F's, you see. Um, so we have the word fob, or what appears to be the word fob, and in the restoration Webster's, or Webster's, that would Webster. be... Webster's. Oh, Webster. Webster. <laughs> it's impossible to say. Come Fife Dictionary. Uh, <laughs> In the feckin' fentence, <laughs> on the fixtieth page, we find the word fob, which of course would be pronounced sub. In fact, sub, the word is sub, not fob at all. Um, in addition, the B is in fact silent, because it's dead, poor little thing. And um, 
which means that the word in fact is SU, SU, which as we all know means um, tribe of Indians, a legal, a legal action or a girl's name. So retranslating that into the modern idiom, retranslating it to FUB, FUB means a table. <laughs> No, it doesn't. What? <laughs> I didn't uh, really expect you to get this one. It means a small, chubby person. <laughs> <laughs> so no marks there. And Tim, I got it in one, I said, at the beginning. We'll go on to Tim Brooke Taylor now. Tim, your word is calzoons. Can you spell it, please? C-A-L-Z, or Z, double O-N-S. Used to be named as didn't he? Yeah. Calzoons? Well, as we know. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Rory Calzoon. <laughs> As we know, there are about 60 or 70 definitions of Calzoon, so I'll just take one of them, because I don't wish to be here for half an hour. Uh, the Arabic one. Now, as you know, all... Wait a second. Calzoon. All Arabic words are read the other way round, so Calzoon's, in fact, should be snooze lack. <laughs> which, um, insomniacs, in... Uh, <laughs> in Arabic countries, have found that snooze lack is a marvellous medicine to take when they lack the snooze. They take, on, on the bottle it says, take your snooze lack, stand under a camel and wait for it to sit down. <laughs> that is, it is a noun and that's all you need to know about it. Thank you very much. Yes, I'll give you that. <laughs> Thank you. Two marks for that. What I've got down here is trousers. <laughs> Can't see it. <laughs> yes, there's, there's that one as well. <laughs> Another good cut. Right. Who have we got? Graham. Graham, your definition, please, of contubernial. <laughs> Easy. Contubernial. Is that just as it's... Contubernial. Uh, yes. Well, um... Yes, in fact, you pronounce it contubernial. Um, <laughs> definition, uh, we split it down into its uh, component parts, Ernial, Ernie and Al. <laughs> Con, meaning with, and tub. So in fact it means Ernie and Al in a tub. <laughs> and I'd rather not press that any further. <laughs> As Ernie said at the time. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, uh, Graham, I'll give you that one. Tub, tent, all the same. Sharing the same tent is what it actually means. Exactly what really? I said. Yes. Exactly. 17 now to Barry and Graham. 14 and a half to Bill and Tim. Catching up. No, they're not. Now, now we have uh, the game called Tag Wrestling. In this round, I'm going to give each team the payoff of a story. The members of each team will have to devise a story to fit their particular payoff. I shall then start one of you off working towards your punchline. And then I shall press the buzzer, and a member from the opposing team will have to take over that story, but work towards his punchline. And it should be absolutely gripping. Now, we start with Barry and Graham this time. And if you take down your punchline, Barry and Graham, that is, the giraffe spat out the remains of Cynthia's agapanthus. <laughs> And the rest of the Musicians' Union gave a, <laughs> gave a ragged cheer. And, and, uh, Bill and Tim. Yes. Your punchline is, It's the Baron, shrieked Granny. 
Granny, was that? Yes. Of course it is. You know the story. <laughs> oh, yeah. Granny. <laughs> Shriek Keep Granny. digging. What? <laughs> See where the MU come into this. <laughs> Keep digging, yes. And not a word to Clive Jenkins. <laughs> I'll second that. Doesn't need them. <laughs> now... Barry and Graham, will you start the story, please? But as soon as the buzzer goes, you have to hand the story over to Bill and Tim. Away you go. It was quite a day at the zoo. Cynthia loved going to the zoo, and one of her particular favourites was going to see the giraffes. Of course, as, uh, whenever she visited the zoo, she always took her agapanthus, because you never know, it's a long day at the zoo. The hot way. It's a long day at the zoo. And um, what better way to relax when you've been walking around the zoo than go down to Ronnie Scott's Jazz Club, where you might find a lot of people digging the music, including my granny and Clive Jenkins, who has a particularly favourite song which he likes the band to play. But the band were not allowed to play it that night because the musicians' union was in. Cynthia, <laughs> dropping by from the zoo, said, Hello, band, how do you like my agapanthus? Smashing, said the musicians' union, but what's that behind you? Good grief, a giraffe! <laughs> Get that giraffe out of here and shoot it. And they did. And Bill Oddie, because it's Tim Brooke Taylor's turn. Oh. <laughs> it's a what? giraffe, shouted the Musicians' Union, right? Uh, good heavens, I must have been drinking, they said, as one. <laughs> Let us have, strike up the band, they said. Being a band in Ronnie Scott's, as there is, won't. Let's have, it's the Baron, our favourite... <laughs> But at this moment, the giraffe, using the exigencies, and I'm sure that's wrong, of its long neck, leaned over Cynthia's shoulder, grabbing her agapanthus. The musicians gathered... Musicians gathered in one accord, picked up their instruments... And, and stayed. hit the giraffe. The giraffe spat out the remains of Cynthia's agapanthus, and the rest of the musicians tuned and gave a ragged cheer! Yes! <laughs> Yes, Barry and Graham, you won that one by a short head. And we go on now to the final round. A matter of general relief. We go on to the round now where I ask the uh, participants to give me their announcements for the late arrivals at the Sportsman's Ball. Who wishes to start? The first arrival at the Sportsman's Ball tonight... Mr. and Mrs. Yardcube. And their no. son, Billiard Cube. <laughs> and his friend from Russia, in Off the Red. Oh. Oh. Closely. Closely followed <laughs> by Mr. and Mrs. B. League. And their two sons, Matt. B League and Rug a B League. <laughs> and from Wimbledon, will you welcome Mr. and Mrs. Championships and their son, Dennis Championships? <laughs> and also, and also, from the gymnasium, please would you welcome Mr. and Mrs. Ontelbars <laughs> and their son, Horace. Closely followed by Mr. and Mrs. Leedsfoot and their son, Arthur Leedsfoot. Oh. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Dreadmeter's Sprint <laughs> and their son, Attila the Hun Dreadmeter's Sprint. Mr. And here <laughs> is an arrival, Mr. and uh, Mrs. Winks. 
And that drunken son. Italy wins. Closely followed by their friends, Mr. and Mrs. Mantitty Race. <laughs> Mantitty Race, yes. You heard us. And their daughter, Isla Mantitty Race. Oh. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. De Stand. And their grandmother, Gran De Stand. <laughs> Bringing the score from 86 to Barry and Graham. Uh, how are we? How are we? How many points do we need? You need two. We need two. Mr. and Mrs. Decision and their son. Well, you're too late. Because ah! <laughs> that's where we come to the end of this week's uh, more game. And there'll be more. They've just come in. Let him in, please. They've only got a break time on the way. Poor old things all the way from Scotland. <laughs> the Tick Thistle family. Mar and Pa Tick Thistle. Yeah. Give them a big hand yeah. and two points. Yeah. Thank you very much. You get your two points, 86 all, and uh, <laughs> we'll be back with you again next week. Barry Cryer, Graham Garden, Bill Oddy, and Tim Brooke Taylor were being given silly things to do by Humphrey Littleton, with Dave Lee setting some of them to music. Production was by John Castle. <laughs> Thank you.